You're listening to episode 17 of the Japan Games Cast. On this week's show, the PS5 becomes the fastest selling console in history, the Olympic opening ceremony has a surprising soundtrack, and Nintendo ends digital payments on the Japanese eShop. All this and more coming up. Welcome back to the Japan Gamescast, the Japanese gaming news podcast recorded in Tokyo, Japan. I'm your host, Julian, aka Kanten Gamer, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hey guys, what's going on? How you doing, man? It's uh oh, it feels just like yesterday we did last episode. I have had I've had such a crazy week. I just Oh yeah, you I don't know. Yeah. About. yeah, just I'm not, not gaming, not doing anything related to this podcast, but <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, which is kind of I've been uh pretty busy with the skyward sword and, oh yeah uh, yeah yeah i've been doing that a lot mm. and uh yeah that's pretty much it just uh, <laughs> making making my way through <laughs> making your way downtown yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool cool well uh yeah don't have too much to report on you know uh as a little intro for this episode so let's just dive straight into the news shall we um yeah. our first story coming up uh this week dropped a few days ago uh, apparently, the PlayStation Five has passed uh, 10 million units in sales, which is pretty monumental, I guess, for for the console on its own. But it's also kind of surprising, based on like all the reports of like stock shortages or like component shortages, and yeah, m- maybe all that stuff is kind of just I don't know, like me- media, <laughs> like media scare tactics, or I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think yeah, there's definitely a shortage shortage on parts, but I think also like every time a new console comes out, like they have trouble meeting the demand, right? Mm. Um, like I think we talked before when the Switch came out, like I I had a tough time getting one, and so did everyone else, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And so yeah, that's just continuing here on on PS5, and I remember like you said when the Wii came out, right? Like it was impossible to get a Wii anywhere yeah um, true it was um yeah for like two years almost i mean that was i was in the uk i don't know about other places but i think it yeah i think it was the same there too um yeah for what i'm aware but, is like the uk tends to get quite a good you know like uh ratio of stock compared to other countries because the market's quite strong there but you'd think it'd be the same in japan right um and america actually this this uh this this is like total sales but I think the kind of the news that broke it was the sales from America. Um, but I guess it's just total, you know, worldwide sales. Oh, I see. Uh, do we have stats to see like how this compares to the other PlayStations? So this number is from last month, I believe, in June uh, 2021. Uh, the PlayStation sold an estimate of 235,907 units. Um, it's always a bit more tricky with games because they also do digital, right? But you can't get like a digital console. It's always like a physical thing. So the, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the sales are always a bit easier to count, but some retailers don't report the numbers properly or some just don't report at all. So it's always a bit tricky to get an exact number. But uh, yeah, that that brings the lifetime sales to 10.01 million units, which is pretty crazy. And in the same period, the Xbox Series X and S sold 116,000, bringing it to nearly 6 million. So... Just comparing the you know the the two like big guns with the current gen, the PlayStation seems to be pretty far ahead at the moment, which is um, yeah <laughs> maybe not so good for Xbox because this this is what yeah, happened with, yeah. uh, with PS4 and and the, the previous Xbox. 
Well, and also it seems Microsoft is like trying to move their platform uh, over to PC as well mm. and like kind of make it more open, yeah, uh, exactly, integrated yeah. with Windows and stuff. So like I feel Microsoft is, I mean, focusing on like breaking the boundary between, you know, um, like PC console streaming. Um, yeah, yeah. So may- maybe these hardware numbers aren't really that important to them as like a company. Yeah, I saw like a snippet uh, of an interview with Phil Spencer this week, you know, the head of Xbox. And um, he said something along the lines of like, we don't really want, we don't really need people to buy Xboxes. You know, he was just like kind of almost like disregarding the, the hardware altogether. Oh, Cause, really? Because he, I mean, he wants people to buy Xboxes, but like, he's just saying there's not a need for it anymore. Like kind of with the platform that they're trying to build, it's like, yeah, it's on it's on, you know, PC or it's, you know, the streaming service. And, you know, Xbox, the, the previous generation of Xbox is still relevant to some degree, right? Because there's not loads of new, like, next-gen games coming out for the Series X. So the old the old version is still perfectly fine, right? <laughs> for now. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good point. The, the, the numbers aren't really that important. Uh, but I think what it does highlight is that there is still a big demand for like dedicated games consoles because a lot of people have said, especially like these kind of like industry analysts, they'll be like, oh yeah, consoles will die out. They, they said this last generation. They said like, this is the last generation of consoles. And, you know, they've released the next generation of consoles and now it's the fastest selling in history. <laughs> you know? Wow, yeah. What that tells I mean, me is like people are not ready for streaming platforms, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like they said that like cell phones were going to replace like handheld mm. gaming systems and then you know N- nintendo re- released a switch and then like it's like the most popular console they've had in, in a mm. long time so um i guess you can't always tell you know like new technology doesn't always just replace the old ones yeah um, yeah but uh yeah and i think there is something to be said for having like a dedicated console like just for gaming mm-hmm. you know because like i have a laptop that can play games pretty well but like I still find myself wanting to go to the consoles just because mm. there's something comforting about being in that like ecosystem. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I feel like the, the, the experience is like diluted, you know, when, uh, you know, when, when the device are using, it just does all these other different things. Cause like, you know, you'll be in the middle of a game and a text will appear and it'll just come up like in front of us, like someone tagged you in a Facebook post. <laughs> you just like, yeah, fuck off. I'm yeah. trying to like do something. Or like, I don't know, like the, they're not designed to be playing games all the time because phones are really thin, right? So, like, they don't have, like, the thermal management that you'd expect from a games console. So the battery drains pretty quickly. And, yeah. and the, the games just aren't very good. Like, let's be honest. Like, the games on, <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. I'd, I'd say, like, Apple is doing some pretty good stuff with arcade. You know, they've released, like, Fantasian and uh, I forgot what it was called, like, World of Demons, that kind of platinum game, um, which, you know, they're getting some pretty big names on their platform. So maybe that'll take off. But... As a whole, mobile gaming is still pretty rubbish, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. I was just looking today, like, because there's some games I wanted to play um, uh, on a PS Vita, and I don't have a PS Vita. Mm. Um, so I so I was checking on, on my phone to see if there was a mobile version, and there was, but it looked, like, just really trash. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. It was like, and it was, like, streamed as well, so, like you had to pay full price for this game and then it was just mm. being streamed from a server somewhere. Mm. And I just thought like, well, I don't want to pay full price for something. I don't even <laughs> own it. Like it's, 
they're gonna sh shut down that server someday you know it's just yeah gonna be yeah. yeah absolutely so, like, yeah. so on the other side of like console sales there's the whole issue with like streaming platforms mm. and you know now like basically any any device that can access the internet could play uh you know like triple a games but potentially then, like, yeah but then you don't really want to like just buy a bunch of shit that is up in the cloud you know <laughs> well that's it there's a, there's a big issue around like who owns what um and i think that's the reason why that's probably one of the main reasons why consoles remain relevant because a lot of people do do move to like digital systems i mean you, you can see why the ps5 right they released a physical and a digital version of the console so it's not that it's like digital versions are, aren't popular to some degree but they had to release a disc version because if I think if they just released the digital version, it, it wouldn't have sold at least half the units. I don't think people need to own their games, you know? So, yeah. And, and even like if you buy a digital version, I guess it is tied to that, that storefront, you know? Mm. Um, but I feel like paying for streaming, like if you buy a title just for like streaming access to it, mm. that's, uh, I mean that's an even tougher sell you know because like i don't know i not only do you not own like the file but like it's like it's just <laughs> only ac accessible through the internet but yeah sorry we, I, maybe i'm getting off off topic from uh from our our uh lifetime sales over here <laughs> but uh yeah i mean so this global hardware estimates um it looks like the the PlayStation is catching up to the Switch there, in terms of the. Uh, is this a weekly sales chart here? Uh, no, so this is. Uh, I think this is monthly. Um, I th think it might might be. Oh no, it might be weekly. Yeah, maybe it's weekly. Sorry, um, but this is the number in brackets here is um, total like, lifetime sales. So S Switch is nearly on a hundred million units. That's pretty huge um you know it's entering it's kind of four and a half years in now so you know if you get it, it will hit 100 million before five years that's pretty intense um but the, re yeah. the record set here by playstation 5 it was it's the fastest selling console to to to, uh, to 10 million in in history uh yeah we've got ps5 you know every time new stocks coming in it's selling out um and it's well, it sold four million more than the Xbox, so it's hard to say how much that means nowadays. You know, as we've already kind of discussed. Um, but as a whole, you know, as as a, as an industry, it's good to see that. Yeah, it looks like console. I guess cons the con the original console experience as we know it, it's definitely not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Yeah, for sure. So uh, in our next bit of news, we're talking about the Olympics and. Um, they have been using some famous game music themes to introduce the countries in the opening ceremony. So uh, I believe they used games to advertise the Olympics in the past, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll get into the main story in a minute. Um, but just to anyone that didn't see it, like, what was this, like five years ago? Um, or never heard about it. Uh, it's probably one of the best moments in Japanese politics, even though it's not, it's not really politics. But uh, it involves uh, the, at the time, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. So uh, the video we're watching at the moment, uh, this was played, I believe, at the end of the Rio 2016 Olympics. And uh, Japan was already announced to be hosting the Olympics by this point. Um, so everyone knew that they were going to be the host country. But they just play like a little 
like a teaser trailer, right, to get everyone hyped up. So, uh, you know, you see all the kind of athletes running, and as you'd expect, everything's like red and white, you know, the, the Japanese colors. Um, there's cool shots of Tokyo, and there's like red, yeah, red circle, Tokyo 2020. Yeah, so then when this sequence starts, uh, it starts with a lot of red ball, right? And these athletes, I don't know the names of any of these athletes, so I do apologize, but they're throwing it to each other. And then the captain Sabasa comes back, he kicks it. This guy punches the ball, and then it's caught by Shinzo Abe, <laughs> Prime Minister. <laughs> And now, yeah, now you see he's in the car, right? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to make it to Rio in time. So he puts on his little Mario cap. He turns into Mario. Then here he is running across Shibuya Scramble. <laughs> Doraemon comes in with like some crazy pipe technology. And then it, it borrows a pipe from Tokyo all the way to Rio. <laughs> and then this was live in the stadium. Mario goes down the pipe. Actually, before he does it, he pulls out a little map, make sure he knows where he's going. He's got his little ball with him. I forgot the significance <laughs> of the ball, but that might just be like the red, like the red circle from the Japanese flag. Yeah. But he comes sports. out. This is this is the best, <laughs> the best thing that Abe ever did in his entire career. He just comes out the pipe dressed like Mario. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny, man. Yeah, yeah. And, so you, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad they they're keeping the game theme, you know. Yeah, keeping, that's it. Keeping it going. Yeah, but I think they know like the kind of the, the the soft power of anime and games in general, right? So like everyone everyone knows the sports and the Olympics kind of always is the same, but when it comes to Japan, they can use all these anime characters as like, you know, like in, like pre-made mascots. They've always got like they've got like thousands of like usable characters at their disposal. And what company wouldn't want to have well, maybe not anymore after all the recent controversies, but back then you know, Nintendo was like, yeah, yeah, Mario can be like the, the head of the, the the main mascot of the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if they were like, yeah, can the, Prime Minister, can the Prime Minister come out of a pipe wearing a Mario hat? Of course, the Nintendo would be like, yeah, for sure. That's like what? 100% guaranteed. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is um, in the opening ceremony, like they're using all these game music themes. Mm. They didn't use any Nintendo themes. No, they uh, it's, didn't. And there's only other companies music, but like in the original announcement, they were using Mario. So like, yeah, I know, uh, well, it's I interesting. What, what's up? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, there's been a lot of controversy. There's been like people leaving the Olympics due to scandals, uh, you know, all the corona and, you know, like just like the mismanagement. And like there's been protests in Tokyo. Um, a recent survey I saw said that 80% of Japanese citizens don't want the Olympics held anymore. So like, you know, I don't want to get too much into the politics side of it, but just so like, you know, for you guys listening who don't live in Japan, there's been a lot of negative stuff around it. So I believe that Nintendo were just like, you know what, let's just, let's get out of this right now. Like we're not, <laughs> I imagine like in any contracts they have, because they're very protective of their IPs, right? I imagine like anytime they assign a contract with anybody for anything, there's always a clause that states something like we have the right to withdraw our character for any for any reason or like if we believe it will be used in like a negative fashion or something like that right so yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess uh i guess they got beat out by uh square enix that, like you're mostly square in. right uh but yeah let's let's go over to this list here this is a it's the full list here um it's a bit hard to play the songs on the stream because we could be here all, all night and it's not that i don't want to listen to all these songs because a lot of them are really really cool um but uh, yeah, most of them are like RPG. A lot of them coming from Square. We've got a Dragon Quest uh, Lotto theme. Do you know this one? That's 
I th- I think that's the main one. The, oh, okay. The, uh, bum, 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 oh, is that? The, yeah, I know that tune. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I, I'm not sure. It's got to be that one, right? It might uh, be. Yeah, yeah. A lot of. I'm not really sure. So I do apologize to any uh, music fans out there. Um, but I mean, I must know the next one, right? Victory theme. Da, 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 da. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Chrono Trigger really surprised me. That was crazy. Yeah, I think my biggest surprise was this Ace Combat. Oh, yeah, that's like, that's pretty wild. Because like right? Ace, I'm a big Ace Combat fan. Because uh, uh, I always loved these like uh, flying games, you know, mm. like arcade fighter jet stuff. Um, and it's just such a funny match with the Olympics, like because mm. it's usually this like wailing electric guitar, and <laughs> you know, just like you know, pump up like combat music or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh. Yeah, that's cool to see that in there. And um, of course, we've got Sonic uh, the Hedgehog, Starlight mm-hmm. Zone. Um, another interesting one is uh, Gradius or Gradius. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a classic, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I, th- I think more, one of the more appropriate ones is Winning Eleven, right? Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, yeah. Um, I, haven't th- I used to play that game a lot, but this is probably from one of the newer versions. So I'm, I'm not familiar with that particular song. But, you know, it's like a football game, right? So <laughs> it's always got a lot of sports-sounding kind of music. Um, so that's probably the most kind of fitting one on the list. Um, but yeah, we've also got like uh, franchises like Nier, Saga Series, Soul Calibur, Fancy Star Universe. Yeah. Pe- so, people online were saying they were kind of shocked to see some Nier music in there because Nier is kind of this like wacky mm-hmm. artistic, you know, series that's not really that that mainstream i guess yeah so yeah. to see it at the olympics is just kind of wild you know <laughs> it's just like you wouldn't like the last place you expect to hear near music yeah for sure at the, <laughs> at the olympics i know what you mean yeah but like uh, it's almost like um i don't know i wouldn't say that this didn't surprise me but like as soon as i heard that this happened because i didn't watch the event live but like as soon as i heard it happened it just it made so much sense in my head and I think you'll understand this. Is like every time you go into a supermarket in Japan, they're always playing some like MIDI version of like some like prog rock or like some mental like metal like anime song, and it's always like it's just like really like wacky music, and it's just like some like old ladies walking around just buying some food and stuff, and like I don't know the the music never matches the shop that it's in. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. you've, you've noticed this, right? Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's a grocery store uh next to the place I work and they only play like the heaviest most hardcore like bebop jazz oh uh, yeah just like wailing trumpets and just <laughs> just you know really loud drums just crazy you know <laughs> stuff and and it's just a normal grocery store you know yeah, you go yeah. in there and it's just like damn they're like playing some like really wild <laughs> out there jazz like in this grocery store yeah that was uh, the the one by me they always play um highway star by deep purple but like they, oh, yeah. I guess because they don't want to pay like the license fee, they just play like this like MIDI like, um, like kind of karaoke backing track version. <laughs> so it's got all these like MIDI guitars and like the the the, the vocals are on like a MIDI like saxophone. Oh yeah, but like every <laughs> Those time, are the worst. Right? Just like I'm just in the shop, just buying some like groceries and just like highway star like blasting. Like, it's just like so good. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how they, they like MIDI stuff and then it somehow is okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like so, you um, can legally use it. Yeah, so I mean, it, it kind of didn't surprise me like after the initial surprise. Right? I was like, oh, well, Games at the Olympics. But I was like, actually, 
yeah, Japan's kind of like that all the time. So I <laughs> thought, <laughs> yeah. thought that was kind of funny. Um, but I've already found actually a couple of like playlists uh, on YouTube. So if anyone's like interested in like seeing the kind of the, just the music compiled together, people have already made playlists. Or you could just watch the opening ceremony and just, you know, watch it, you know, as you want, really. It's just totally, totally up to you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's great. So uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this story. But uh, I'm really happy to see uh, see all these game songs represented at the Olympics. And uh, I'm going to check out that playlist after this and uh, just jam out for a little while. All right. So uh, we already got three stories this week, a bit of a quiet news week, um, but some interesting news nonetheless. Uh, it seems that uh, Nintendo uh, will be removing um, credit card and kind of digital payments from its uh, Japanese eShop for the 3DS and the Wii U. So um, Wii U doesn't really surprise me because I don't think anyone's really playing it anymore. 3DS is still quite popular. Um, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I see quite a few people playing like 3DS is still like on the train and stuff. Maybe more yeah, than I, I, more than I see Switches. I really like the 3DS. There's so many great games and it's, it's a little bit more portable than the mm. Switch. You know, it kind of fits in your pocket. Yeah, I think that's um, the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, just more convenient. Um, so if they're taking away credit card support, uh, and it says and prepaid IC cards uh, starting January 18th, 2022. Mm, that's it. Uh, then does that mean there's no way to pay at all? Like, uh, No, you... so um, yeah, it says like prepaid IC card, but that means like this kind of IC card you use for like the train, right? Um, but, I see. But so, you can still buy like prepaid cards, like the ones that are like you know, kind of like the voucher cards. Um, yeah, like the gift card style ones, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they usually come, I think you see them in all like the convenience stores here as well. So they come in like 500, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. Maybe there's a 10,000 as well. There's lots of different variants. So you can just buy one of those cards at the convenience store, then register the code. That will still work. Um, it wouldn't make sense for them to end that kind of service because all these cards are already in the stores already. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't, yeah. it, they've already printed the cards, right? So it doesn't cost them anything. I mean, I think they're probably just trying to push people to move forward, you know, to their mm. Nintendo Switch store. Yeah, um, yeah, for and, sure. But what really sucks, and, you know, this was in the news a few weeks ago when Metroid Dread was announced, was like mm. a lot of the Metroid games are only available on like the Wii U eShop, right? Yeah, um, that's true, yeah. Because, like, on the Switch, I mean, there's not really, like, you can't play Game Boy Advance games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, I don't think there's, is there any Metroid on the Switch? I mean, there's the Super Metroid, right? That, that That's the only one, um, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe the original Metroid is on um on there, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's not really very much support. Whereas on the Wii U and 3DS, like you can play all of them, right? Yeah, that's the that's the thing, right? Um, that's kind of I, I I just cannot understand what Nintendo is doing with like Virtual Console or like you, you know like when they announced the original like system, let's um online service. You know, like my initial thought was like, oh, okay, well, like they'll they won't have Virtual Console, but then they'll just start giving you the games to encourage everyone to like you know pile on online service and you know if, if it's twenty dollars a year for an online service right that's maybe like like three games you know because they, they, they used to cost like seven or eight dollars each right um but i for one didn't buy that many games a year on, on virtual console 
and probably the average user buys one or two. So like on an mm. average, you know, compared to like if you just sell them as like separate items or you just make someone pay $20 to have access to everything, they probably make more money from online service. But even that now, like after four and a half years, the games on offer are pretty bare bones. <laughs> and, there's, and there's only two consoles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think what they need to do is increase the price of Switch Online mm. and just make it like a, a Netflix or, well, like a Disney Plus, you know? Mm. Yeah, and, you know, you see, like, Microsoft doing it with Game Pass, right? Mm. And um, I'm sure there's more coming soon, right? Mm. Um, apparently, like, Netflix is planning on adding some games to their service. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure, like, that's just the direction most companies will need to go. Like, you mentioned, so like, Sony has something, right? PlayStation mm. Plus. Mm. Um where you can you can get monthly games and stuff so um but anyway this that's kind of aside from uh yeah yeah <laughs> the, the store the store is uh on the way out is what this means and yeah um, yeah yeah they're they're trying to push us out the door like i usually try to get physical copies when i can so i guess it's not as big of a deal to me but um yeah it's still still unfortunate yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's um, it's you know, it's getting to its end now. You know, you still see, especially in Japan, you still see 3ds uh, on sale everywhere. Um, but you know, it gets gets reduced, and you see like a lot of really good like bundles. You can buy like a 2ds with like a game for like Ichiman, like ten thousand yen, and it's usually yeah, like, it's yeah. like Pokemon or like Mario Kart or you know like a decent game, you know. Um, so it's still a great yeah. option for kids, and I don't think I don't think they'll end it anytime soon. But kids don't buy digital games. I guess maybe that's the the more important point there, right? They, I mean, they might ask their parents, and then the parents will buy it. But I feel like people who shop on the store are generally adults. You know, they, they, it's just like you know, you just you finish the game that you bought, and you're like, ah, oh, I can't be bothered to go to the store again. Like, I got to get get the train down to the shop. So like, you know, I'll just see what's in the store. You know, I think like store purchases are a bit more impulsive. Um, so it's definitely not that they don't want to get that custom, but like, yeah, I think they just want to, they want to push people over. Another thing that like, I didn't think about until now is like some of the games, well, a lot of the games from Wii U are on switch now. Right. But like, yeah, that's they're a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. They're charging like full price, like Pikmin, Donkey mm. Kong, Mario Kart. Like these are full price games, um, yeah, yeah. But like, if you were to get them on Wii U, I'm pretty sure they like they're marked down, right? They're like maybe twenty bucks instead of sixty. True. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't checked the prices, but like, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, like that was like fifteen dollars, and mm. then when the Switch version came out, it you know it it went back up to sixty. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it, which is that's a good point. Yeah, because it. You know, if someone still has a Wii U and then they say like, oh yeah, like Pikmin 3 just got remastered or whatever. And then they go they go to the shop, it's like $60 and they almost buy it. But then they just, out of curiosity, they check on their, their Wii U and it's like $15. <laughs> then that's that's money lost to Nintendo, right? So I guess if, yeah, they start removing that option, it's not that you can't buy it. You just have to go and get one of those gift cards, but it's such a pain in the ass, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I think a lot of people would just avoid that that kind of option basically so uh it's it's to be you know it's to be expected uh the system's getting old um the wii u came out like eight years ago already 3ds came out 
10 years ago, I think 2011 it came out. So yeah, it's just uh, not surprising news to be honest, but still a little bit sad all the same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I got to pick up all the, the Dragon Quest games on 3DS, you know, I'm a, yeah, yeah. I, like pretty much the whole series is on there on DS or 3DS. So uh, I want to get all of them, you know, and just have all the like boxes. That's it. You, yeah, you could just go like one afternoon down to Akihabara and just go on like in a Dragon Quest spree. <laughs> just just like, get all of them. Yeah, just max out. Yeah, I think I think you'd. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be able to find some good good deals. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up our news for the week. So uh, let's move on to some new releases. So all right, cool. Yeah, well, yeah. This is yeah the best part. Yeah. So first up, we've got a uh, Samurai Warriors Five or uh, Sengoku Musou Five. So this is a Musou game, a kind of Dynasty Warriors game. Um, but this uh, Dynasty Warriors is usually set in China, but this is uh, Sengoku, so set in uh, the Sengoku like warring states period of Japan. Uh, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, was was this recently like announced? I think it well? might have been, like, yeah. So it, it was kind of a quick drop, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, this... a lot of the Musou games, like I think like a couple of these come out every year right mm -hmm. like, like they really crank these out um yeah i imagine it's, yeah. it's, it's easy content right the, the, the engine never really changes and uh this is on the switch i believe uh, it's definitely using the same engine that like you know fire emblem and hyrule warriors was made on yeah um, I, I think there's a persona one as well like is it uh strikers oh strikers yeah yeah that was like a yeah so was it yeah it's it's all the same company right uh, yeah, uh, these are Koei Tecmo. Yeah, so Koei Tecmo is like, this, they've just got it down. Um, yeah, yeah, and I guess like, they've got a good reputation of like, I mean, the, the games always follow a pretty solid format, which I was never really that interested in. But like when they originally released like Hyrule Warriors, because I love Zelda so much, you know, I just picked it up instantly without thinking about it. But they added like a lot of bespoke stuff for that game. And I think they also did the same for uh, Fire Emblem, right? Did you play Fire Emblem Warriors? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I usually don't play Musou games, um, but they they definitely usually cash in on like a franchise, you know. Mm, like they yeah. take characters you love and they just give you that extra, you know, the fan service. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but yeah, they. But this one is not though, right? This is like a like an original one, right? It's just a historical. Uh, it's like a period one. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just, um, like I say, yeah, Sengoku period, which is roughly 500 years ago in Japan, uh, where like all of the, all of the different states at the time were just like fighting each other, and the whole the whole country was at war basically. Um, but yeah, the, the Samurai Warriors series, I, I think their main two are like Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warriors. But din like I say, Dynasty Warriors is uh, based on Chinese history, um, but they're both very very similar games. Uh, but this features loads of like the classic like famous. Uh, samurais from history and stuff like that so um yeah if you're into muso or you're into japanese history seems like uh, a good one to check out yeah yeah cool so uh what's up next uh next up we've got uh the great ace attorney which i'm quite oh, looking yeah, forward to yeah. this looks really fun so uh in japanese it's called uh dai uh, gyakuten saiban um so this, I believe, so uh, you're obviously familiar with the uh, Ace Attorney series. Um, this is set in the, the 1900s, uh, and it, it actually takes place in London, like Victorian London, and in Japan, which is pretty cool. 
So, oh, wow. So it's kind of crosses over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you say you like uh, Professor Layton, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so associate this one. They're made, they're actually produced by the same person. Uh, they're directed by the same person. Um, and they're both Capcom games and they're both very similar in style. But I think the, the, the differentiating factor is just like Professor Layton is just a little bit more aimed at children because um, the characters are a bit more simplified and the, the, the stories are a bit more tame. Whereas like Ace Attorney has some more like adult themes. There's a lot more murder and, you know, it, it's not like explicit or like graphic, but it's just obviously aimed at like teenagers and like young adults. Um, so this story, I believe it's it's like the Ace Attorney kind of style, but it's also been fused with kind of um, like a Sherlock Holmes kind of element. So uh, it actually has the character Sherlock Holmes in it. Um, which is the guy you just saw them like holding his hat. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Sherlock Holmes got an anime recently as well. Oh, really? Like I didn't see that. Sherlock anime, yeah. Oh, I, cool. I haven't seen it, but I, I heard about it. Yeah, I know so he's... I guess... uh, the character's very big in Japan, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Because, like, you know, like the character from Ace Attorney is like Naruhodo. His name's uh, Naruhodo-kun. So uh, <laughs> this guy's called like Ryosuke or like real something. Ryosuke Naruhodo. So he's like the great aunt, the great-great-grandfather of uh, Naruhodo-kun from the current games like in present day. Oh, okay. So he's Japanese and he then he goes to London and meets Sherlock Holmes. And then they, they team up and do something, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, th is this two games as well? It's like bundled? Yeah, it's two, uh, yeah. So it's uh, just one and two of the series. So Great Sherlock Holmes 1, Great Sherlock Holmes 2. Uh, I think it's called like Revival or something like that. I forgot the the, the suffix for the second game, but... Uh, so it's like a remaster, like bundle kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So they just did um, the same thing, um, which I've already got on the Switch. They've got uh, Gakuten Saiban, Ace Attorney, uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4, 5, 6. is like two separate packages. There's a lot more of those games. And the one I've been playing and I talk about quite a lot, which is um, uh, Professor Layton um, Mystery Journey, which also features a kind of Sherlock Holmes-style character and is also set in London. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. I I like to go through those myself sometime. I think yeah. it, it would be a good uh, Japanese practice, right? Yeah, well, I think if you enjoyed Family Com uh, Detective Club, then uh, you'll definitely enjoy uh, those games as well, for sure. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's go on. I guess to the our next game. Uh, yes, yeah, um, so this one I've got no clue about. Have you heard about this before? No, Melodies of Steel. Yeah, Fuga. So not, I don't know what that not, means. Not to be confused with Trails of Cold Steel. Which, ah, yes. <laughs> which we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> a mysterious but, uh, weapon of ancient times. Like the Burman army. <laughs> Is that supposed to be German? <laughs> the Burmans. Those damn the, Burmans. The damn Burmans. <laughs> the Batsis, yeah. <laughs> the Batsis. So, okay, this looks like a steampunk alternate reality World War Two game with like uh, advanced wars mechanics. Yeah, well, the battle looks like advanced wars. Yeah. Oh, this looks cool as well. That's like a little like base mechanic as well. Yeah, this is interesting. We've what are these like cat people? Yeah, In, like, yeah. A steampunk World War Two. I'm seeing yeah, some yeah. side scrolling. 
looking uh, stuff. D- dungeon crawling as well. What the dungeon fuck? crawling. What is this game? I saw some, <laughs> <laughs> some Advance Wars. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. So many genres. This is quite the uh, quite the blend here. Yeah, yeah. Even a friend's life. Ooh. Could you sacrifice a friend's life, Rowan? Could you? I mean, to, uh, to stop the Burmans. Soul Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so epic. Soul, soul Cannon. This game that... looks insane. Yeah, loaded oh with god. the souls of your friends that you've sacrificed. <laughs> Whoa, and that's kind of turned into like a bit of like a Avengers Endgame kind of situation. People Fake just like decisions. disintegrating. This looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm a... Uh... I'm just kind of not sure what the, what it is though. It's a bit too I mean, it's a bit too much stuff going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like good stuff though. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Like, it's weird that it's like cat people though. Cat people, dog people, <laughs> you know? rodent, some kind of mammal like, people. Yeah, I'm not. Fuga. Fuga. Don't know. Don't know what fuga means. Maybe fuga is like the world that it's set in, or. So this is coming out on Switch, PS4, PS5, Steam. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming out on uh, most platforms. I mean, that's the case nowadays. Any game that's like 2D and it's Japanese, they release it on Switch and PS4. But then like PS4, PS5 get the exclusives more on like the demanding like 3D games, which mm. makes sense just because of like the, the hardware limitations, right? But um, Yeah, well, that looked really interesting. And uh, I like this whole steampunk sort of mm. vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, quite interesting. Yeah. So our last game, our last new release of the week, something called Susano uh, Nihon Kami Banashi, maybe like uh, Susano, maybe is the name of the character. Uh, it's like the the story of the Japanese gods or something like that. Um, so this might have like a kind of a, like a Sakuna kind of vibe to it, uh, which it definitely does already. Um, this is the Matrix here. I'm seeing some, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it. All right. So this is. Let's see. Oh, is this a let's play? Uh, no, it's a trailer. This is oh, pr- promotion okay. promotion dolga. Uh, let's skip let's a little see. bit ahead here. Let's see. Um. Oh, cool, interesting. So this looks, looks a bit like that. Of... Um. What's it called? Um. Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, yeah. It's, but maybe you I don't, don't know if there, if there's music, but there there is like this sort of dungeon crawling kind of kind of element to it. Yeah. Level. So yeah, there's no there's music, but it wasn't like the Necrodancer's like you have to like jump to the beat of the music. But that didn't seem like this in the trailer. This looks like one of those like um like like early like two thousands like flash games. You know, you go yeah, and play like E Bombs <laughs> World or. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say these, these uh these art style graphics look pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, this looks a bit gross, doesn't it? I yeah. I mean the the art style's not nice, but also like the animation's also janky as hell. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> gross. Yeah, this does not look uh, nice. Yeah, we got some dislikes on the <laughs> this trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just looks way too generic. Way too there's too many characters on the screen. Like, what's going on? It's just like... Yeah, yeah, I'm quite confused here. 
Um, yeah, you I mean I, I try not to judge stuff too hard just from watching a trailer, but uh, this looks like a, a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think even even this like map thing, like this kind of skill tree. I think like anytime I see a trailer and something just looks overly complicated or like there's just it's just information overload, I like immediately lose interest. I'm just like it just mm. looks and like I know it's Japanese, but there's still just too much text on the screen. Like just text 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 everywhere. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, I I like I like the subsystems in games. Like once I get into them, but I just I don't like when it's just like too much at the same time. Yeah, Ooh, like Tengu. You know. Yeah, this looks crap. Uh, all right, well, uh, uh, we'll, we'll end our <laughs> section a little bit earlier there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, anyway, but if, uh, yeah, yeah. If anyone <laughs> hears hears good stuff about that, uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us let us know. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's all the new releases for this week. So um, let's move on to some uh, Japanese gaming phrases. And uh, yeah, Ryan, I'll let you take it away for this week. All right. So uh, for our Japanese this week. I'm talking about monsters, and uh, in Skyward Sword, uh, I ran into kaibutsu, which means monster in Japanese. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess kaibutsu is a pretty common word, uh, but the way I usually see monsters referred to is mamono. Mm -hmm. So I think mamono refers to like a demon or devil, like mm -hmm. evil spirit, where uh, kaibutsu is just like a monster uh not necessarily like evil or demonic or anything like that mm -hmm. uh so in skyward sword uh when you're running around skyloft um they tell you to uh be careful and look out for the kaibutsu which mm -hmm. are like the monsters that are roaming skyloft so they're not necessarily like demonically possessed or anything they're just you know bad monsters i guess yeah 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 <laughs> and uh you know we also see it written in um katakana as a mm. monster which is just the english monster in katakana mm. so uh yeah and then the last one i wanted to mention is uh bakemono mm. so bakemono is like a goblin but mm. also you know a monster mm. um so these words are all kind of interchangeable but like when you're playing games you'll just see it popping up a lot so mm. I thought, you know, it would be good for everyone to know kai, kaibutsu, mamono, and uh, bakemono. Mm, nice. I think so, uh, like obake. So if you get rid of mono from that word and put like, oh, it's the ghost, obake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. O, obake is also another type of, uh, I so, guess, yeah, ghost. So mm, an enemy mm. you might run into. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and teki is enemy. Mm. So you, you also see teki. But uh, Teki isn't really a monster, you know. It's just, you know, just your the, enemy. the broad term, right? Yeah, for um, for yeah, enemies, <laughs> it's any, any kind of enemy. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Kind of short one today, but uh, good words you'll need to know if you're playing games in Japanese. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, kaibutsu definitely for like yeah, like fantasy games. It comes up so often. Um, yeah definitely so mm. how about you you have some uh words this week yeah so uh my words for the week or i guess my phrase of the week would be uh gakuten saiban which is uh the name of uh ace attorney and uh we looked at the game just a couple of minutes ago right it's uh dai gakuten saiban so dai means great and that game is called the great ace attorney 
um, but I, I like the kind of combination of words. I like the sound of this word, oh, Yakutin Saiban. It's got like a kind of fun, fun rhythm to it. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of a, it's not really a word. It's kind of made made up for the game. Um, so uh, Saiban is probably the, the easiest one to start with because it just basically means like judge. Um, so like, to, or to judge, sorry, like judgment. So um, if you're in court or something or, you know, Saiban kind of can you get used in quite a few different contexts, but like basically it just means like judgment. Um, and then Gyakuten is kind of interesting as well. Um, because if you look at the actual meaning of the word, like just like you know, change, reversal, turnaround. So if you've played the Ace Attorney games, did the general setup of each like scenario is that like your client, like your the person you're defending, is always in like a super like desperate situation and they're basically gonna get found guilty. But you have to like turn things around, so you have to like yakuten to, you know, the case and like find the evidence and then prove them like innocent, basically. Uh, so uh, like change change the case kind of thing. Change basically, the- yeah, yeah, like reverse the judgment of the person. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's pretty cool. I like the meaning. Um, yeah, and then I also found some kind of interesting phrases um, related to that word. So this is not so much related to that game, but yakuten uh, gachi is like a. Kachi means to win. So like a reversal win. And then it's basically like coming from behind to win. So that's kind of the same sentiment of that. Um, and there was also another one, a baseball term, um, which is a Gakuten home run, which is an unexpected comeback. So again, used in the same context. So they're not, those words are not useful for the games, but if you try and remember some of those, especially like Gakuten home run, because basically it's got the English word in it. It might like help you like remember the word a little bit easier and give it some more context of like, you know, you you were down. I don't know how you score baseball, but you know you you were down by X amount of points, but you know someone hits a nice homer and he managed to like pull back and take the lead or whatever. So um, yeah, I, I just I like the general vibe of of the the name of the game. I yeah, a turn. Maybe, I guess a turnaround, right? Like a turnaround yeah, that's it, or, yeah. Or, a comeback or something like that. Yeah, kind of underdog, underdog attorney, <laughs> kind of something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, words for the week. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, well, I guess that wraps it up for today. It so, does uh, indeed. Yeah. So, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show if you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. Uh, if you've got an extra couple of minutes spare, please consider leaving us a rating. Uh, or even a review tell us what you like about the show uh, if you want to follow me on twitter you can find me at kantan underscore japan and uh yeah that's all i've got left to say so uh thanks for watching thanks for joining me ryan as always yeah thanks for having me see you next time <laughs> yeah and i'll see you guys next week